This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We talk boxing with uh, Adi Oladipo today. Boxing yeah. expert from TalkSport and Zone popped in. And we've got a big fight for you on TalkSport this weekend. And we discussed that and other matters boxing. Um, what else do we do for you? Oh, we spoke to Ellie Pacey. She's in a new BBC3 show. Yeah. She's also a F1 mechanic. Yeah, it sounds like quite a lot of fun show, though. Yeah, so uh, we had a chat with her. She explained all. Um, we spoke to a 73-year-old <laughs> rugby player. It was a sort of classic H&J interview that didn't quite work out didn't the way we planned. Didn't quite go to plan, but uh, you'll you always enjoy like our that. discomfort, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. We had a bit of a chat about various things. Oh, yeah. Here it all is. Six minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And I'm quite fascinated by this Jordan Pickford looks... Does he really look like T-Rex? It's quite an odd thing. That they, <laughs> he doesn't look massively like a T-Rex. I mean, it seems to have been a sort of fairly root one stick to beat him with because they say he has short arms. But, of course, we work with a man that was accused of having short arms, Mr Mike Parry, oh, yeah. me, for many years. So, There was a report of the incident that there was no suggestion that Pickford threw a punch. And I thought, would it have reached... <laughs> That's an interesting take. That's an interesting <laughs> well, take on it. It is quite an interesting take. Now, uh, a snake stopped play after slithering onto the pitch during yeah, a top-flight football match in Guatemala, yeah. Central America. I think, was the commentator, Nigel Adderley. Oh! Come on. Thank you very much. What about that? <laughs> Come Fantastic. on, give us this your snake-based commentators. <laughs> snake-based commentators. You're not going to be able to come up with The one. phones have gone mad, Andy, as you can, as you well, we can could, imagine. We could stretch it out to sports people, I suppose. You could have Gerald Sinstead. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want anything to do with this, and you've got me thinking about it now. It's ridiculous. Go on, then, if you must. Talksport.com, text 1889, tweet TSHNJ. Inter Milan player Denzel Dumfries has annoyed teammates yes. by adding chicken. I talked about this yesterday. Yeah. I knew you'd. I, I imagine you'd back it. My my take was different, but you'd you're a, you're a pasta snob. Yeah. So tell us for the people who weren't listening yesterday. Tell us what happened. Well, he he adds chicken to his pesto pasta, yeah. and uh, and the sort of Italians in the team are sort of horrified because yeah. it's not something you'd do. I was thinking, try putting pineapple on your pizza, Denzel. Yeah. That'll really annoy them. My take on it was just a double down. 
I mean, yeah. just a... Well, extra chicken. No, no, what oh. you do is you um, you, you get some, uh, possibly some alphabetty spaghetti, yeah. right? And then you cut a little bit of hot dog sausage into it, <laughs> oh. like you're five, and then you smother it in cheddar. Oh, just that, and sit there, just to, just to wind them up, just to wind up all the Italian players who get very snobby about pasta, as you do. That's <laughs> very well, you know. Uh, also, here's a little one that I liked. A penguin called Radicano. Yeah. Uh, named after tennis star Emma. No, no really? I <laughs> know. We'll leave London Aquarium to find a love match in Denmark. Eddie Jones not, not on his own. He's been flown there, I think. <laughs> I think he is. Well, he can fly, I suppose. Yeah. They don't really fly. They're flightless, aren't they, really? I don't think you get all the way to Denmark, but that's another... I think so. Story. Just get a plane like anybody else. <laughs> Eddie Jones thinks the penguin needs to stay out of Sam the Sam Rattleface <laughs> says, says, says Dunks. Well, that's good. That's good and close to home. So well done, Dunks. Sorry, Andy. Yeah, That's all right. Eddie Jones, what? He just thinks the penguin should stay out of the limelight. Yeah, exactly. That. Eddie Jones is pitched in, having his say on Radicanu the Penguin. Jeff Peaches has come up with, uh, she's not Jeff Peters, Sam Mamberface. It's oh. just that we had a suggestion that somebody had called Jeff Jeff Peaches, but he hadn't. It wasn't a clip, no. Uh, Gary Slitherker, I'm not sure that, does that work? Does that work? Well, look, they've not put their name on it, so clearly they don't think it works. That was a punt, wasn't it? Certainly, yeah. And I was thinking that, I mean, we're all desperately hoping it doesn't, but if it all does go off in the Ukraine... Oh, blimey. Yeah, well, no, it's true. I mean, you know, the, the, obviously anything involved with Russia will be in jeopardy over here. That could include Chelsea. So I might well be right. We might well oh, be in okay. the blue square within five years. Great, isn't it? This is all of us looking at the <laughs> geopolitical global impact of, of what it means to us. And Andy's thinking, oh, it might mean we have to sell a couple of players. God. Talk about a selfish take on a global issue. It's awful, isn't it? But that's what the good we news are, is. Really, we'll talk you know. to um, we'll talk to Tim Vickery about this. Um, President Bolsonaro is meeting uh, oh, Vladimir Putin oh, at the Kremlin. Just the sort of man to damper all this stuff and calm things down oh, yeah, a bit. Go on, think of somebody worse Vlad, to go get in there. Tim. Mike Boerville says, Brendan, yeah, that kind of works. Uh, Martin Reptiler, beautiful. Yeah, See, look, this was good. a rich scene. I think we'll... We, somebody's put... And yeah, Mick in South Wales says, Nigel Adley. That's a really good one, Andy, isn't it? That was the first one he said, Mick. You probably missed the first couple of minutes. But look, look we're not going to keep this going for three hours uh, because we can't, basically. But thanks for those. In, in a matter of seconds, we, we, yeah, we doff our caps, do you? Well done. Um, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, you, <laughs> you said give us something you thought might lead to. Oh the, yeah, the listeners right. getting I was, I was thinking that's exactly right. Yeah, I was thinking last night. Donna rumors he's pretty handy with his uh, with his feet. He he's got a good touch for a big <coughs> man. I wrote down. Yeah. I was thinking so, so many have nowadays, and I was thinking, are there any players playing at top level professional football over six foot four who've got a bad first touch? We haven't got a good touch for a first man. I mean, shouldn't we expect? the minimum that they have got a good touch for a big man. Yes, I would. Oh, yeah, there must be some big men who've got a bad touch. Well, I couldn't think of any. Do you want to, compi- you want to compile a list? Well, let's go. We can okay, do. go on then. For... We'll put it under the hasn't got a good touch for a big yeah, man. Yeah, bucking the trend. That would that would certainly work. Um, David Coilman, says Alex. We'll get them all out of the way now before yeah, we won't bother you with them anymore. Really. Yeah. Um, Boa Ryan, Boa Ryan Moore, the rugby commentator, of course, Brian Moore. <laughs> So, yeah, we're getting ever more desperate, desperate now, aren't we? Yeah, really. So yes, no, not good feet for a big man. Um, okay, here's I, one for you. I what? Python Fury. He's not a commentator, Simon, is he? <laughs> 
not a commentator. Well, he just... will be in his future when he packs up. He'll <laughs> yeah, be a he'll be a pundit, he'll be a summariser, yeah. Yeah, yeah. John Scales, not a commentator. Well, he does a bit of co-commentary, Michael, doesn't he? <laughs> John Thank you for Scales that. is good. A tortoise who <laughs> escaped from his home four years ago has been found just a mile away, and they reckon that the average speed of the tortoise was... 0.0001141525 miles an hour. Wow. Still quicker than Olivier Giroud, <laughs> but not as good in the air. Yeah, quite a few people in Spurs midfield over the years have clocked similar times, I think. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Barry Dave Hiss says That's uh, good, we're going to get these all out of the way. I promise you, you won't hear this again in about a minute's time. Brass Brownie and Newton Abbott, thank you very much for that. Um, yeah, what else? Oh, yes, Manchester City. We're not going to dwell on that. It was a sensational performance. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I, 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 it's everyone, very... everyone thinks they're through <coughs> the next round. That's because they are. No, an early goal. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? An early goal could make yeah. uh, it could make I it about you... eight one on aggregate. They I won't be imagine. missing the away goal rules in uh, Porto. And of course, morning. we all think selfishly, as you've just proved on a quite spectacular level. <laughs> Terrible. But I, I was thinking to myself, oh yeah, they can start taking players off. They can have a cigar on now. They can have a nice rest in the second <laughs> half and give us a shoeing at their place on Saturday <laughs> afternoon. I was hoping they'd get a thorough workout yeah they didn't I mean the blood sweat and tears for the last five a whole new team for Saturday yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous honestly it's cheating but great, some great goals <laughs> fantastic performance this one's good from a guy called Harold Harry Serpenter Harry Serpenter, a guy called Harold. Thank you. So I think that's it, isn't it? I mean, I don't want it's to take. Be, isn't it? I, I, I can't think. You know, unless it's real gold, I'm, a, I'm afraid uh, we'll call it a day. Um, does that work? Oh yeah, Snake Humphreys. He's gone route one. <laughs> well done. Uh, that's Jason from Burnley. That is it. That's surely got to be it. Um, Jim White and his yellow uh, tie pen. Oh, that, yeah, okay, that's it, Sean. That is definitely it. <laughs> I keep saying that, but that is definitely it. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system.
the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hell, special K Pro! Finally. Believe you me that this has been on the table for a long time and he's never wanted the fight. Amir King Kong! Everywhere we go, we, people are always talking about the fight. They want to see me fight Kell Brook. real hatred there between us. We don't like each other. It's all over in 40 seconds. Amir Khan returns. Mouth-watering, exciting fireworks, popcorn. Feb 19th, we'll see what happens on the night. 19th of February, Manchester Arena. You're going to bring it to you live on uh, TalkSport exclusively from 8 o'clock on uh, Saturday. And it's interesting, Amir Khan saying today he hopes after it's all over to sit down and have a cup of tea with Kelbrook. He well, seems they, like a good bloke. He normally do. It depends if there's a rematch clause, isn't it? Isn't well, it? I think there is. Well, mm. Anyway. They won't have a cup of tea now. Yeah. On <laughs> in, in the studio, boxing expert of TalkSport and DAZN uh, as well, Addy uh, Oladipo. Addy, good to see you. Great to be here. Uh, great. Can't wait for it this weekend. So excited for this. It's going to, look, I mean, the thing is, look, we all know that it's a, a few years later than we'd like to have seen the fight, but that's the trouble with these fights. We had Kel Brook saying that Amir didn't want the fight. Amir mm. will say that Kel didn't want the fight. And when there is a kind of career-defining fight like that and another fight, they're, they're always going to avoid each other for as long as they can because it affects the legacy, doesn't it? It does. Uh, look, domestic dust-ups are one of those where if you do lose, you can't leave your house. You might as well just go and find a secret island somewhere and stay there because that's the kind of that's what's at stake for both of these fighters but if you're Amir Khan and look, I understand what Kelbrook said I'm a massive Kelbrook fan but if you're Amir Khan you've been chasing the likes of Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather at your peak for the best part of 10 years you're not looking and I don't mean to be disrespectful when I say this you're not looking backwards and that mm. would, it would have been uh, to Kelbrook whereas Kel's been chasing Amir Khan since the get-go he's wanted this fight for a very long long time and he gets it now, both are 35, so that look, they are past their best. But sometimes, when both fighters deteriorate at the same rate, mm. it still makes a great fight. I mean, if one was at their peak and one was past their best, I, I wouldn't mm. be that interested. But both of them are past their best. And sometimes, you know what? I don't mind a car crash of a boxing event, and this might just be one. <laughs> it's interesting, though. Is it, is it all about the punch resistance? Because when you look at Amir Khan today in the paper, mm. he looks in great nick. Yeah, there's an element of um, Ferrari no engine with both of them. Both of them look absolutely fantastic physically, mm. but what's under the bonnet is, is, I guess, what we will find out on Saturday night. And yeah, there is a, a case for both that the punch resistance has gone. Uh, Ame Khan, in his last serious fight, didn't look great against Terence Crawford. Kelbrook got stopped by the same man, Terence mm. Crawford, as well. So can both take a punch like they used to be able to? Absolutely not. But still makes for a great, great fight. I wanted to ask you about the Crawford fights. So you just say both men have fought them in the, in the last two or three years. So uh, when you look at those performances, what did their performances against Crawford tell us about the two fighters and how will that feed into Saturday? Honestly, it, it told us that they're both not at the level they used to be. And that's the honest truth. Uh, again, you go back five, six years ago when Kelbrook was an unbeaten uh, IBF welterweight champion. He was very much in the top sort of four or five of welterweights in the world. Amir Khan himself was a very, very good fighter. Against Terence Crawford, it shows who, by the way, is the pound-for-pound number two best boxer on the planet. It shows they're not there at that level. It's no shame in losing to Terence Crawford. Terence Crawford's a fantastic fighter, but it did show that both of them have deteriorated. Both of them can no longer do what they used to do. It's just a case on Saturday night of case and of seeing who's deteriorated the most. Uh, Khan Brook, people felt maybe quit in that fight. Kel Brook got stopped. 
Um, so both aren't what they used to be. But as I said, it still makes for a great fight. There's a, it's a massive grudge match. We're so used to British grudge matches, aren't we? With, with the likes of Ben versus Eubank and mm. Carl Froch versus George Groves. This is right there with it. It's it's an end game really for the two of them. As Andy said, the, the best best thing they can do is put on a great fight and mm. then have another one because yeah. there's nowhere really to go after this fight for either of them. It's not like okay, this is the springboard to X or Y. Mm. This is kind of it for the two of them, isn't it? Or yes, I'm the a last, being a bit pessimistic. No, no, you, you're right. It's the last big payday for both. I mean, hence why there is a rematch clause in there. That if it is an exciting fight and you know you get knockdowns and something controversial happens we can roll the dice and do it again Conor Ben will be working for Talk Sport on the night he'll be there a fight with Conor Ben for the win has been spoken about if Kelbrook wins he'll fight Conor Ben Amir Khan certainly won't so there's maybe one fight potentially for the winner out there but look both 35 both have been fighting since 2004 2005 so it's nearly half their careers it's such a long time sorry half their age so such a long time so I think this will be the last fight for both winner or loser um, which makes it which makes the stakes even more you don't want your last fight against your least favorite person in the world to be remembered with a defeat so that's why I think it's going to be an exciting fight on Saturday do you have a strong feeling for either man I absolutely love Kelbrook Okay. I, I I can't like I absolutely love him I've been a big fan of Kelbrook since he won the British title many many moons ago um, he's had his problems outside the ring. Um, there was a time when I thought when Kelbrook beat Sean Porter, I, I thought that Kelbrook could have gone on to do really good things in America. Like, you know, those big Madison Square Garden mm. and T-Mobile Arena events. It hasn't happened. Um, for whatever reason, he's not had the big fights. He's he's taken silly fights when he shouldn't have. But uh, maybe because I've just followed his career since 2004, he's always been in the shadows of an Amir Khan, never really had the opportunities. has got them, has taken some, has lost some. But I'm a big Calbrook fan. I'm a big I'm a big Ame Khan fan as well. What he's done for British boxing has been incredible. Winning the Olympics in Athens in 2004 had those big fights as well. He's almost became a role model for sort of British Pakistanis as well, mm. and I think that's important. What he's done set the tone for that. So look, big fan of both, but. I, I'm more of a Kelbrook fan, so I edge to him on Saturday night. Um, and Manny mentioned the punch resistance, and that's something Amir Khan has been saying, having watched a few of Kel's recent fights. But, mm. you know, there's always been this thing labelled in recent years, uh, Amir, that he's a bit chinny. Yeah. So, I mean, do you, do you see it going uh, all the way? No, no chance. Someone's getting knocked out mm. on Saturday night. That They they are. Kelbrook's resistance is gone, so Amir Khan's not really known as a puncher, but um a sort of accumulation of punches could really be a problem for Kelbrook because Ame Khan is so fast. And you think of Ame Khan's defeats and the knockouts and there's been some bad ones. Mm. Bradis Prescott many years ago, Danny Garcia, Canelo Alvarez, a quitting against Terence Crawford. So you feel like if anyone's gonna get knocked out in this fight, lying on their back, looking at the stars, it probably will be Ame Khan. Um Kelbrook has been stopped but rarely knocked out. Kelbrick doesn't get knocked out. He just gets stopped. Whereas Amir Khan, we've seen some really horrific stoppages. And it's funny because they did their gloves are off bit with Johnny Nelson, I've actually just spoken to. And one thing sort of Kelbrick said to Amir Khan, it was very chilling. He said, I'm going to stand over you once I've knocked you out. You've been knocked out before. You know what it looks like and remembers it. And Amir Khan gave him that look of, you got me there. Uh, Yeah, you (laughs) you won that battle of words. I don't know if you've seen this yet, but a video has emerged today of uh, uh, Kelbrook's training camp and Dominic Ingle, his trainer, mm. working him really hard. Mm. And uh, he's basically collected the sweat from Kel oh, yeah. in, nice. a, in a glass. Lovely. And he drinks he drinks his sweat from a glass. We've just gone too far, haven't That's we? Weirdest. By I the mean, way, by the way, he even Kelbrook looks disgusted. He actually <laughs> drunk. Again, uh, we just spoke to, um, to Johnny Nelson, who's at uh, the public workouts right now, mm. live. 
And he said he actually drunk worse than that. Make of that what you want. No, I, I Make knew, of I that knew what a woman you want. Who used to drink her own wee. That's yeah. absolutely true. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the start of a nursery, right? No, was she the same old woman who lived in the shoe? Absolutely true. Yeah, she was a neighbour. Sarah yeah. Miles, was it? Was it her? She, well, she knew Sarah Miles. She was a friend of Sarah Miles. And so, what she used to evangelise about yeah. doing that very she thing? She had a strange look on her face. <laughs> oh. What a slight grimace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always had a packet of polos in her pocket. Fletch was bringing us to the news, Addy, of, yeah. of Ricky Hatton. We heard this the mm. other day. Um, an exhibition uh, fight yeah. that he's talking about. Don't. Well, I mean, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because we've seen, they're kind of like, as you said, they're almost like sort of workouts, aren't they, really? Mm. for two, You're just watching two guys go through the motions. Uh, and as we saw, you know, they can be very, very lucrative, can't they, these fights? It's quite difficult. Ricky's probably looking at that barrier and thinking, you know, we'll dance around each other a bit. Yeah. We'll, we'll, some of the old magic will be there. There's enough fans out there to witness it. It'll make them a lot of money. It will. And, and this is the problem. You mentioned it. It's the money, isn't it? I mean, a lot of problem for these boxers is that there is no senior tour for boxers you think of for good reason for good reason you're right for good reason it's it's a dangerous sport it's a violent sport and look if he passes these medicals um then who who are we to stop him um there is money in it we saw mike tyson fight roy jones we had coverage of it on talk sport what about a year ago and that was massive fine though Eddie, aren't they when you actually watch them it's like i mean look it's, it's in slow it's motion. It's a great chance it's to watch those motion, guys yeah. again do their thing, but it's you know, they've decided not to hurt each other long before. Yeah, uh, and that, that's the problem. Way. It's almost like there's an agreement behind closed doors. Like, hey, look, you don't hit me there. I don't hit you there. Yeah. Like, even the Mike Tyson Roy Jones one it was almost like a body spa. No one was really going for headshots. So mm. it's almost we know exactly what we're doing. But like you say, there's there's so much money in it. They they want the fan adulation again. Ricky Hatton was such a a big name for British boxing. And, and it must be missed. You must miss coming out to 40,000 and everyone screaming your name. Look, it won't be 40,000 against Barrera, but people will be interested. People will sign up and tune in and pay for it because it is Ricky Hatton. Yeah. yeah. Finally, you've just come back from the Super Bowl. You're doing some work. I have. And uh, it, it was your first one. What did, mm. you, what did you make of it? Incredible. Mm. It really is incredible. Look, it's been billed or it has been billed for years as the greatest show on earth. And that was what I was actually there for. Like, I'm a big football and boxing fan. And I've been to some of the biggest football events and the biggest boxing events all over the world. And I'm like, okay, let me compare it to that. And, I, you know, I, I'm scared to walk out the door because people might, you know, come at me here. But it really is the greatest thing I've ever been to. Wow. It, it, honestly, it really do, is. I mean, do you the event think they it's the on. greatest event rather than the greatest sport? It's I mean, the greatest I, I've event. I've been to Super Bowls and it's fantastic. Mm. But the actual sport itself, we were talking about this the other day. When you're actually in the crowd, you can't see the ball. You don't know what on earth's going on half mm. the time. It's and a, it's I've a great, American football for a long time. Yeah, it's a great point you make. It's the greatest event in terms of a sport, boxing and football every single day of the mm. week for me. But in terms of an event, the rock coming out and the national anthem and the, oh, half, yeah, the halftime show and they show all the superstars, the Hollywood superstars around the arena. Everyone goes the crazy. Food, food in the stadium's better, isn't it? Oh, the, and, and it comes a lot quicker as well. <laughs> it comes a lot quicker as well. I've been to most of the stadiums in this country and you're waiting a good 45 minutes, you miss the game. The food's out in like five minutes. I don't know what I was eating, but I was eating something. So, um, <laughs> look, it was a great show. I mean, the Americans know how to put on a show, don't they? Mm, but there are things that we could take, I think, and sort of add to our football experience over here, like the inclusion that you felt when I was there. You're seeing families, people from all different backgrounds there. And I still feel football here is almost still kind of, you go to football matches and it still is sort of middle-aged white guys or between 18 and 50 I think there needs to be a lot more done to try and bring people from all different backgrounds to football. And I think that's what they've ticked that box over there in NFL. It really felt like everyone was there. People from all different backgrounds, all ages, and it really felt like a family event. So finally, in a sentence, uh, Khan Brook, um, who's going to win in what round and how? 
first of all, make sure you watch it. Make sure you listen. Uh, mm. The boys from Talks will be doing a fantastic job. Adam Catchell, you know, uh, Gareth A. Davis, Connor Ben as well. I'm going for Kelbrook to stop Amir Khan between rounds and round six to eight, but don't put absolutely no money in whatsoever because <laughs> I have no idea. Should be a good one though. Addy, thank you so much. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Uh, Adi Oladipo there, boxing expert for TalkSport and DAZN. And yeah, and the fight is live Saturday evening, all the build-up from 8 o'clock. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. BBC Three has returned uh, to our screens with a new raft mm. of programming, one of which is quite an interesting concept. It's called The Fast and the Farmerish. Which, yes. which doesn't quite work. <laughs> Not quite. You no. can see where they're getting at, yeah. but it doesn't quite work. But uh, it, it, I suppose it kind of explains what it is. It's um, it's tractor racing, um, tractor pulling, tractor racing, different disciplines, tractor related, men versus women. Mm. Plough to survive, I would have gone with, but never mind. Plough to survive, how's that working? <laughs> Drive like Netflix thing on F1. Oh, drive! To, oh, I'm with you. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that's pretty good. Not really. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, before we keep deconstructing yeah. why it doesn't work and why it mm. does work, let's speak to someone who's in it, a member of one of the teams. Uh, she is also uh, an an F1 technician for Mercedes, as well as um, getting behind the wheel of the tractor. Uh, Ellie Pacey joins us. Ellie, good mm. afternoon. Hiya, good afternoon. How are you? Yeah, we're good, thank you. Yes. You've got, I mean, this is, you're not new to the world of tractor racing and tractor pulling. It's it's in the blood, Ellie, I understand. Yeah, so um, I've actually been lucky enough to be involved in the motorsport of tractor pulling for most of my life. So I've actually driven tractors since the age of eight. So as soon as I found out about this TV show, I thought, sounds perfect. I'm in, yeah. Because it's not just <laughs> pulling, though, isn't it? Because where they did get it right... The second round in this is called the extractor. Now that does work. That does work. That yeah. does work. So some of it is speed, some of it is pulling, some of it is you know it's just different. Is it manoeuvring? It's well, some of it's manoeuvring. Yes. Yeah, so well, you can explain, Ellie, exactly w- what it is. Yeah. So they basically wanted to try and make quite a few different challenges to not only sort of show off, obviously, the racing aspect of like the competition and the atmosphere. They actually want to put in quite a few obstacle courses and different challenges, which actually sort of show the sort of challenges that most agricultural people have on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Um, so that extractor of like reversing the tractor around tight bends and trying not to like the pig example of like driving down small lanes and people's trees and stuff like that. Um, there's also a couple of challenges involving trailers and loaders, which you'll uh, eventually get to see and well actually i think it's on this one tonight at 10 o'clock you'll actually get yeah. to see some of the other interesting challenges which have got some different components in it okay. um but it was actually really challenging to try and like put these skills into such a competition fast-paced sort of round it, uh, it got a good review in the guardian actually as and Stuart jeffrey saying that he- the Daft Show might have created a new national sport. And <laughs> making tractors faster, is it like F1 cars? Can you get more, you know, if you Can know you what you're doing? Yeah, well, you know, over <clears throat> somebody else, you know, does it make a difference, the quality of the mechanics working on them? Uh, so, obviously, like, we've seen the fast track. They're now doing the, like, world's fastest tractor and stuff like that, and... You obviously can make them quicker, but they're still not made to ever be an F1 car. They're always <laughs> made to be a workhorse. Mm-hmm. So um, we got to tweak. You've, you may have seen it. Obviously, if you've seen The Guardian, you might have seen the pink voucher of the one that I drove. Mm. And uh, we actually chipped that and uh, put a bit more into the fuel pump and actually got a bit more power out of that. So we ended up with about 60 more horsepower than what it should have done standard. 
So, yeah, you can do a fair bit to them to actually get a bit more power out or a bit more speed, depending on what you're doing. What what got you into engineering then, Ellie? Um, so I've actually been really lucky in the fact of growing up, my dad was always into engines and did tractor and off-roading. And I literally went to my first tractor pull at two weeks old. So I'd always been raised into sport and it was always seen as, well, if you want to get involved, just get involved. There's no reason that you shouldn't as a girl. So it's been like really lovely growing up to actually get involved into sort of all of these different motorsports and engineering aspects. And everybody's always really encouraged me to get into that. And you got um, and you got into Mercedes apprenticeship scheme, and you're working you're working for them now, aren't you? Yeah, so I've been with Mercedes for two years, actually running the dynos for sort of F1 and their other projects, and it's such a wonderful work environment to get involved in. It's, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. And on the driving side, is it like F1 in as much as there are drivers who are quicker? I know you're saying that you can't, or drivers that are more skillful than other drivers. Um. So yeah, I suppose like. In my motorsport of tractor pulling, you have obviously quite a lot of people which have done it all their life, such as myself, like growing up in it. But still, having a newcomer, it, it's just getting used to it. It's such a completely different sport. It's the same as anything, really. It just takes time to get used to it and to be able to sort of actually think about what you're doing or how much power you need to put in out and how quick. <laughs> Do you ever have company days out of Mercedes where you get a chance to, to drive some of the cars? Uh, I wish I do, um, but <laughs> sadly, no, I'm more um, factory-based, so I just get to do all of the stuff in-house and basically just the engine work. But yeah, I'd love to be able to go trackside one day. Do they, do they have a race director who lets the other tractors pass to set up a sort of unfair finish? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, she, yeah, you're going to get. She's definitely going to be on side on that one. Definitely. You get the idea yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> keep your job. You'll say the right things. Um, yeah, the um, what's going to say to you? Yeah, you, you want to encourage more women to get involved in motorsport and engineering because you say at, uh, at Mercedes, there's there's a lot of women working there on the same side that you do. Yeah, no, um, I've always basically wanted to try and get more women involved in engineering, motorsport and agriculture. As sometimes I don't think it's promoted enough. I hear like a lot of girls go, oh, I could never do what you do because like, oh, I like I like to have like nails and I like to go and have my hair done. I wouldn't want to be a grease monkey and stuff like that. And I do pageants and stuff like that. So I always try and show people that you can be involved in engineering and agriculture yeah. and you don't have to completely change your lifestyle anymore. It's all modernised and it's so much easier for women to get into it. So it's definitely something to look into. If you've got any interest in sort of spannering or being able to evolve things or even just practical work and you like being outside, get involved in agriculture and engineering. Mm. There's so many different roles out there for women now. That's right. You were Miss Northamptonshire and you went to the Miss England finals. So as you say, you know, there might be a a slight whiff of Swarfiga, but that doesn't hold you back, Ellie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. It's it's so encouraging as well for any woman trying to get in there. I've never had any hate from doing what I do. Mm. And I have to say that nobody's ever tried to hold me back. Everybody's always tried to encourage more girls to get in and sort of actually get into the playing field and sort of give it all a go. So how, how many shows in this series? Uh, so I believe there's actually seven episodes. Right. You can go back to the start and binge watch the lot on mm. the iPlayer. Right. Uh, which I have to say, I definitely did as soon as it released. I of course, wanted to well, you're in it. A whole mm. lot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's also on tonight on BBC Three at 10 o'clock where you can watch the Northern Ireland heat. 
that's also another good one to watch as there is a team with two other lovely girls in there. And basically from there, you'll get to see some of the challenges. And obviously, if you like it, it's worth watching the whole series. Yeah, excellent. So good, good to talk to you. Wish you well in your career. Thanks for joining us. Perfect. Thank you very much for your time. Have a lovely day. And to you, Ellie Pacey there, the Mercedes uh, mechanic, uh, engineer. Yeah, I'm feeling a cult hit. Yes. The, well, mm. they say the Guardian loved it. They said it's bonkers, but that's kind yeah, of what you'd expect. It's, you know, sort of tractor-related stuff. Uh, the fast and the farmerish. No, it's not getting any better, but um, it, 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 it works as a title. It's enough. And you, you'll uh, be able to see it tonight on BBC Three. You ever been behind the wheel of a tractor? No, I haven't. No. No, okay. I haven't even been on a farm. Oh, actually, I did stay on a farm in Northern Ireland once, but did I didn't get to ride a tractor. Oh, OK, that's a shame. You feel yeah. like you missed out. It was a bit odd. We were having dinner, <clears throat> and we were eating lamb, and then we looked out the window, and there was the, the flock in the field. That they were one down. Man down, right? <laughs> yeah? Is that what you were saying? Well, it did feel a bit like that, yeah. Oh, OK, well, yeah. that's the harsh reality sometimes well, of your Sunday dinner, Andy. Yeah, very much so, yeah. Something for you to contemplate. <laughs> exactly. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We often talk about uh, people playing sport into their dotage, and we say... It's great, isn't it? But it's often football, and you can turn out, hmm. and you can kind of get away with it in a game of football, maybe, as you get that little bit older. Yeah. You can sort of dip in and out of the game. That becomes a lot harder when you're playing rugby, certainly when you're 73. Incredible. But, um, so we doff our cap to Arnie Wilson, 40th consecutive season, more than 1,000 appearances as a prop. So he's right in the midst of it. It's amazing, he's not, he's not it? out on the wing with no. the Jessicas as uh, <laughs> Mickey Skinny, Mickey Skinny <laughs> used to, to say. Good afternoon, Arnie. Hello. Wow, 73. That's that's uh, very impressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> well, you obviously don't. <laughs> yeah, <answer. laughs> you, you take it in your stride. How do you do it, though? What's your, what's your secret? Well... Once I play on a Saturday, I've got all week to get over it. <laughs> <laughs> you ice bath, man? Eh, don't really know. <laughs> yeah, no, so what not. are you like when you get up on a Sunday morning, Arnie? Where, uh, it's it, what's it like? Is it... Uh... Uh, it can be a bit stiff. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we are. Well, there you go. <laughs> Every cloud. So, um, so who do you play for, Arnie? Uh, North- <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Carry on. North Wheels. Yeah. North, uh, North Shields, I. Yeah, and oh, okay. Shields, and, yeah. and have you had the same club uh, for all those years? <laughs> yes, I've been the same club all the years, yeah. And always been a prop? Uh, yes. I have occasionally been a second row where I've been short. Right. <laughs> you must have had a lot of different teammates. I mean, it, must, it can't well, be anybody. I, I don't still... think he's playing with the same <laughs> team, otherwise, we'd have them all on. Yeah. It'll all be 73. Is there yeah, anyone yeah. even remotely who's, near you? Who's the next oldest, Arnie, yeah. in the team? Uh, the next, uh, I think he's about 55, I think. Mean. 55, blimey. Yeah, he's from gap, the youth team. Yeah. And do they, when you play other teams and they see you run out, I mean, do they, I don't, I take it no one else in the league goes easy on you. They, you know, you're just going to have to, you have to dish it out and take it like any other player on the pitch. Oh, yeah, yes. You just play, play the same game, that's all it's about. Yeah. And you're still enjoying it, no plans to retire? Well, I don't know. I might retire at the end of the season because that's what's you know, centenary year this year. Right, OK. But you put it down, bacon sandwiches. You say that's quite key. Is it a good bacon uh, sandwich keeps you going? 
beating savages every day, yes. What about that? That's, that's, that's the way I keep playing. I don't know who's listening, any of the rugby players listening this afternoon or, from the England bacon team. marketing board. Or the, yes, free bacon for, uh, for <laughs> So who, uh, do, you, uh, do you follow a, uh, a team or not? Do you, are you a fan of any particular club in the world of rugby, Arnie? Not a particular, no, no, no. I mm. just like to play my own game. That's what it's all about. Because it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, it, yes, there is Newcastle rugby, but it's not really, especially rugby union. It's not really a rugby union heartland, is it? So much more football. Did you ever play football? Or was it always rugby for you? No, football's a girls' game. Man. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> fair, fair enough. enough. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, very true. The WSL. Well, that's right. I mean, this Scotland are playing Wales as we speak, actually. So Arnie is technically <laughs> correct, or well, they probably didn't mean that. No. So look, um, it's good to talk to you, Arnie. Keep up the good work. Keep playing. Keep flying the flag for the for the seventy year olds. And uh, uh, thanks for joining us. Mm. Right, yes, thanks very much. There we are. There's uh, Arnie, Arnie Wilson. <laughs> that in our uh, record there. books. I think so, uh, yeah, it was, we had to eke it out of him. I we think, did it, we bit, a but bit, never mind. A little bit of smut along the way. What a fa- yeah. yeah, it was a very fantastic achievement. Craig is not expecting Danny Kelly to get him in for a My Sporting Life. <laughs> it, it could be a long record, Dan. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's very that's true. Probably yeah, true. Well, that's a nice true. man, you know. He's, he's, oh, not, what he's, an achievement. he's not supposed to be Peter Eustonoff. He's coming on to tell us about his love of rugby, for goodness sake. Not everybody can be the Archbishop of Canterbury. <laughs> He's got his own radio show. I just didn't say Is that, that right? I, yeah. I, I thought you just no. come out of left field. That's why I did it, because I'm, I'm segueing. It's a radio trick What's that I learned Archbishop many of, years ago. The Archbishop ago. of Canterbury has got his, uh, his own, own radio. radio show. Absolutely. Not from a block of flats in Peckham, is it? Text me yeah, now. It's like a chat show. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's, it's not, not that drum one. and bass. No, it's not that. It's a oh, chat okay. show. It's a chat show on BBC, and... Uh, I think it's ridiculous, really. You but should, why? Well, because he's an Archbishop of Canterbury. He's not a radio. But it's like, you. why don't you go and run the Anglican Church? <laughs> go on, off you go. <laughs> All right, then. I will. Throw the headphones. I'm off. <laughs> ridiculous. I wouldn't have a clue, Andy. I wouldn't know where to start first well, day. I mean, you know... So. I don't know how difficult it is, really. Well, they say, well, can I, I've got any help? You've got no help? Just you look good in the outfit, I think. Do you I think I could see, carry yeah, off? I think, yeah. Could carry off the... Me, I'd have to have it short. Well, I'm the wrong religion, but yeah, I'd have, but have it short. I, I can't see you. <laughs> I mean, if, if, if one of us is going <laughs> to get the gig... Something's gone wrong. One of us is going to get the gig, it's more likely to be, <laughs> and, be a massive climb down otherwise, would I would be imagine. would would it, really? It could, yeah. Be an, yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll move on. But I'll be listening out to the the Archbishop of Canterbury's Hot FM. Fantastic. It'd be good, won't it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, I had something We can get him in on Virgin. Yeah. That'd be good, doing a music well, show. Yeah, That'd be fantastic. Chris Evans it? and the Archbishop of Canterbury. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a winner. He can do the travel. Anyway, I don't, uh, yeah, move on. Very good. The, the Duke of Kent. I read this in the... Uh, I wonder where you're going there, yeah. The Duke okay, of the Kent. Duke of Kent. Other Dukes are available. We're not talking <laughs> yeah, about but them. We're not. The uh, Grand Master of the United Lodge of England uh, this morning uh, received Mr Peter Lowndes, pro Grand Master. And he so clearly thought that was that end of season tournament at the O2. It's yeah. the only reason he turned yeah. up. <laughs> oh, nice one from Clogs of War. We talked Clogs earlier on. We talked earlier on about the uh, the tractor based uh, show, which is on BBC yeah. Three, the Fast and the Farmerish, saying, "Yeah, it's one of those you would have written in a margin and rejected." But that's mm. all. That's the best they came up with. But um, Clogs of War said, "Sure, it should have been the Fast and the Manureish." <laughs> 
Manurious. No, Manurious he went with. Yeah, it doesn't really work. Kill it. Doesn't I'm very him. much looking forward to seeing the final of the ice skating in the Olympics. Uh, it's such a great human it's story. It's tomorrow, yes. The 15-year-old girl with a heart of a 75-year-old man and she can still compete. It's, it's fantastic. It's, it moves it is. me. It is a wonderful it's thing. It's really moving. Well, she it's may, this week's worst excuse, isn't it? She may well win gold tomorrow, so we'll certainly be keeping an eye on that for you uh, very, very, tomorrow very afternoon. Very much. Yes. Um, anything else? Have you exhausted uh, your bits? Well, have you, on your Twitter timeline, do you get a lot of people tweeting their Wordle score of the day? Yes, I've, obviously I've never played. I've not, I've not been sucked into It's one of those things. It's great fun to do. I mean, you know, it's interesting, but it's absolutely a social media boast, and nobody cares. I mean, who cares? <laughs> Honestly, I feel like asking these people, do you care what I scored? No, well, not really. Well, why do you think I care what you scored? Don't do it. Just what did play you the score? game. Have you played today? I have. I've unfortunately failed. But you didn't, you didn't do I, it. I've done it in three. I've got that to be honest, my best, Andy, but who cares? I don't care. No, no, I don't care. Okay. Fair I enough. don't. Fair enough. <laughs> I think we were singing the sideboard song at one point there by Jason and Dave. We burst into it. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That was this afternoon's show. We'll do it all again tomorrow. Charlie Baker will be alongside me from one. Andy, you'll be here for the birthday spread, won't oh, you? Oh, yeah. Marvelous right. birthday spread tomorrow at 3.30. And Andy's back in the studio on Friday for the Clips of the Week and more. If you can join us from one tomorrow, fantastic. If not, podcasts will be available at four o'clock. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.